Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. We heard earlier the words of the Great Commission and just before we turn to look at God's word this morning we're going to turn to a second Bible reading which is Acts chapter 8 beginning at verse 26, and it's Philip and the Ethiopian. We read these words. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading the passage of scripture He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. As a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the very good news about Jesus. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptised him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared as Tossus and travelled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Amen. Amen. His name was Fleming, and he was a poor Scottish farmer. One day, while trying to eke out a living for his family, he heard a cry for help coming from a nearby boy. He dropped his tools and ran to the boy. There, mired in his waist and black mud, was a terrified boy, screaming and struggling to free himself. Farmer Fleming saved the lad from what could have been a slow and terrifying death. The next day, a carriage pulled up to the Scotsman's sparse surroundings. An elegantly dressed nobleman stepped out and introduced himself as the father of the boy that Father Fleming had saved. I want to repay you, said the nobleman. You saved my son's life. No, I can't accept payment for what I did, the Scottish farmer replied, waving the offer. Yet at that moment, the the farmer's own son came to the door of the family's cottage. 
Is that your son, the nobleman asked? Yes, the farmer replied proudly. Then I'll make you a deal. Let me take him and give him a good education. If the lad is anything like his father, he'll grow into a man that you can be proud of. And that he did. In time, Farmer Fleming's son graduated from St Mary's Hospital Medical School in London and went on to become known throughout the world as the noted Sir Alexander Fleming, who, of course, discovered, if you want for a better word, penicillin. Years afterward, the nobleman's son was stricken with pneumonia. What saved him? Penicillin. The name of the nobleman? Lord Randolph Churchill. His son's name? Sir Winston Churchill. Now there is debate to the accuracy of that story. If you want to go home and Google it, it's quite interesting. But if true, if 100% accurate, then what an amazing experience of one person making a difference. One farmer who saved a boy from death. The farmer's son, given the education, goes on to discover penicillin, which has saved countless lives. Then, of course, the nobleman's son saved by penicillin of course, went on to play a large part in history by being our Prime Minister during World War II. You see, as we've shared together this morning, as we've considered Sports Sunday, we have the opportunity to go out and tell good news. Each one of you this morning, each one of you have the opportunity to make a difference in the life of someone. As we have journeyed through Lent, as we have experienced again the events of Holy Week, And as we shared in the joy of the resurrection, the question for us and for the church is, well, now what? Where do we go next? Well, we are called to be a witness, called to be a disciple, called to be transformational, and we are called to be the church of the Pentecost. And so this morning we start with be a witness. And we have the opportunity to remind ourselves of the great commission that Christ gave to his disciples and all who follow him. We have already been reminded this morning on this Sports Sunday too that we are to take the opportunities for active mission that are out there. As was said, we are called to be good news people in a bad news world. But you might be sitting thinking there this morning, well, I can't make a difference. I can't be a witness. I can't tell others about Christ. Well, that's why I've chosen to look at Philip this morning, to look at his experience, because I believe that we can learn from him. As we meet here this morning, we meet as a group of God's people who have a desire to honour him in and through our lives, who have a passion to do his work and to make a difference, taking the one and only life we have been given and using it to share the gospel with others. And as we have just read in Acts chapter 8 there, we see the difference that was made to somebody's life when Philip took the time to share with him and talk through the word of God. I believe that Philip did two things. And I have to admit, I hope you're not hoping for something brand new or revolutionary this morning, because you've probably heard it before. Philip listened and Philip responded. He listened and he responded. The reading began with Philip being told by an angel to go. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Before we see Philip's response, we see that he listens. 
He hears the word of God. Here's what God is asking him to do. Because I don't think we can respond if we are not listening. Because if we are not listening, then how do we know what God is asking us to do? Philip listened to what God was asking him and he went. And there is his response. He, could have, he had a choice. He could go or he could not go. But we see his response. So he started out. So he started out. Because there's no point of listening if we are then not going to respond. And so Philip here is an example to us. And I guess the question that we face this morning is, do we do what God asked us to do? Are we listening? And if so, are we responding? I pray that each of us will respond to what God is asking us to do. I pray too that we are listening to find out what it is he's asking us. What it is that he's telling us to share with other people. And then we read of the life that is changed because Philip listened and responded. Because he comes across the Ethiopian eunuch, a person of high authority in the government. We read that the man had some knowledge because we read that he's already reading God's word. Reading about Isaiah, talking about the death of Christ to come. Yeah, he wants to know more. And so now we learn why Philip was sent to there. Because Philip was sent to help him understand. Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. From the passage that the eunuch is reading, Philip proclaims to him about the life of Jesus. Identifying the Christ's servant nature. Identifying him as a suffering servant. And then we see the effect that Philip's words have had on him. As he travelled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is some water. What can stand in the way of my being baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptised him. Scripture had had such a great effect on the Ethiopian. But he needed somebody to come alongside him. Needed somebody, in that case Philip, to come alongside him and just to help him to understand. And when he did, what a response. We read that he went away rejoicing. There we have an Ethiopian, not even given a name in this passage. Perhaps nothing more than just one of many people who are mentioned in Scripture. But I believe he proves the point to us that one person, each one of us, can make a difference. Because there on that dusty, lonely stretch of road, he had his life transformed because one man, Philip, listened to God. One man, Philip, responded to God. And one man, Philip, told him about God's word. What difference could you or will you make in someone's life as you listen to God, as you respond to him, and as you tell others about him? If you don't take anything else away from what I say this morning, I hope you will take away the encouragement that you can make a difference which takes us back to the Great Commission found in Matthew chapter 28. Let's remind ourselves of those words. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It suggested that these last words of Jesus to his disciples, he used them to do three things. Firstly, he assures the disciples of his power. In all that had happened in the recent days up to this event, surely all had proved Jesus' power and what he could do. Surely nothing could be outside of the power of him who had died but then had conquered death. The disciples were to be his servants. They were called to follow him. And so the authority that Jesus gives to them can be beyond any question. Yet secondly, he also gives to them a commission. He was sending them to make of all the world his disciples. Now we could be here a long time with the debate regarding the phrase baptising. But outside of theological discussion and opinion, there could be no argument that the commission is to win all people to him. And lastly, Jesus assured his disciples of his presence. He said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Put yourself in the shoes of the disciples for a few moments as they are given such a great task to go out, to go and make disciples. How on earth could they do it? Well, as soon as that task was given, Jesus reminds them and assures them that he would be with them. As soon as the task was given, so too was a promise. I am with you always. They were being sent out on what could arguably be described as the greatest task in history. But they weren't to do it alone. Because his presence was with them forever. Those words were spoken to the disciples. But they are, of course, words which are still spoken to us today. They are the words which bring purpose and calling to the church. Because we are called to be a witness. We are called to go out and make disciples. And the same Jesus that said to the disciples, I am with you always, is with us today too. Again, we are not alone in this task. Because we have been assured of God's power, his inspiration, his equipping, and he promises to be with us too. One commentator remarks and says this, the Great Commission can be accomplished and it will be completed. It can be accomplished and it will be completed. How will we ensure that it is being carried out? How will we ensure that that will truly be completed? We are to go out and to be witnesses in the world. As we go out, as we leave this place this morning, to go out and be Christ's followers where we are, we do so with the confidence that Christ is with us. We do so too with the knowledge that with Christ working in us, we can make a difference. Because we can go out and tell others of him. It said in the video that was brought to us by the, the head of the, the, sorry, the chaplain, sometimes it's not a great task. Sometimes it is the little things, as he said, bringing oranges round to a sports club, being nice to the referee who perhaps you thought made a bad decision, for example. Sometimes it's not great tasks. Sometimes the answer is there in the small details. But let's follow the example of Philip. Let's make sure that we are listening to and responding to what God is asking us to do. As we go out this morning, as we leave this place, 
Let's be Christ followers where we are with the confidence that he is with us. The call is there for the church and for each one of us this morning. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. In what ways may God use us to share his word and make a difference to others? In what ways can we be a witness? In the week ahead, let's look for those opportunities that Christ will give us to tell others of him. And as a church, as disciples, as followers of Christ, let us go forth and tell of what Christ has done. But a final prayer together. Take Jesus to all the world, he'll put things right. For Jesus died for all mankind, and I know that you will find, if you take Jesus to all the world, he'll put things right. So go out, church, in the power of Jesus' name, to tell others of him. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.